When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The easiest time to add insult to injury is when you're signing someone's cast. Smack a gob, it's time for yet another Vieira Vault. And it's part two of the Pantera discography. We did uh, 1990 to, when was Trent Kill? I mean, no, Trent Kill's next. Uh, 1990 to 94, I believe, was the Far Beyond Driven album. So now, James and I, James West, the mighty James West, uh, we'll, we'll now go through Great Southern Trent Kill the live album and reinventing the steel and I guess some stuff in between and something from the vault at the very end. So, hey, without further ado, let's get into the discussion. Here's part two of Pantera, 1990 to 2000. Then we go into 1996, the great Southern trend kill. Oh, boy. I mean, again, yeah. you know, I mean, this album, you know, Far Beyond Driven may be my favorite, but this album does not lack anything. It is no. so... It's still very heavy. Um, it's just a fucking awesome album. And, uh, boy, I remember buying this and saying, God damn, man, this band doesn't let up. You know, they're, they, they're not they're not mellowing out here. You know, they're fucking... They're, they're keeping, you know, the sledge to the fucking ground and... You know, and this is uh, also kind of like a cry out to fuck your grunge and fuck your your trends and, you know. Rap metal uh, bullshit. Yeah, all that shit. You know, fuck your magazines and fuck your long dead plastic scene. Pierce a new hole. If hell was in, you'd give your soul to the great. Fucking awesome. And that song, dude. The way to start oh. the album with that scream and wah, you know, it's like, dude, these guys, these guys don't fuck around, man. And uh, God, I love that title track. And and uh, I got to say, man, uh, maybe you would know, but I don't think they've ever performed that live. Man, um, I can swear seen- to you, I've seen them do it. On the 101 Proof Tour here in Fayetteville, because oh, okay. we were looking to see if they would play that song, and I'm pretty positive that they did play it that night. And I haven't seen footage of them playing it too much either. But um, man, I, I clearly remember them playing it that night. Maybe we just lucked out or something, and they decided to try it that one night. I, I don't know, but. I, I can't find too much footage of them doing this song, but I, I, I could swear they played it, man. And, right. it, you know, it, it the, the, this song starts out just like Far Beyond Driven, just goes right, you know, right into it, man. Um, and it's just like the rattlesnake on the cover. It just truly represents what this album and song does to your eyes and ears, dude. It's just fucking vicious, nasty, and brutal. You know, they said they would keep getting heavier again for this album to come out. We're like, damn, man, how can they get any heavier and far beyond driven? I think moments on this album, on, on a certain couple of songs, they actually did somehow. And, uh, man, they just uh, destroyed it right out of the gate. This is a great opening song. I used to have this set as my alarm. I just couldn't take it no more, dude. <laughs> I had to change it because uh, you just in a dead sleep and all of a sudden, Rah! Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah what a way to wake up. Yeah, after a while, I was like, nah, I got to change that shit. It's fucking too brutal for me because uh, when I first wake up, I don't want to hear a lot of nothing, man. I just got to have silence and leave me alone for a good 30, 45 minutes. And let me get my 
caffeine, nicotine, sugar fix, and, and I, I'm good in an hour. <laughs> nice. Yeah, dude, this, uh, the Great Southern Trunk Hill, the song, it was, um, to me at the time, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have come at a better time for me. Because, dude, I'm I'm I, I'm metal, dude. I, I mean, love different types of music, but it all takes a backseat to metal. But during yeah. this time, you know, I, I, I did like some of the, you know, the, you know, Entombed. I liked um, <clears throat> Angel Dust. And, you know, but, but these are bands that weren't easily accessible. You know, they weren't right. popular. They weren't on MTV. They weren't, you know. Uh, really, um, you know, all the, all you had there was, you know, I, I think of that song. I don't even know how it goes. Like, I can be your Superman or shit like that. You know, that you know, that fucking popular mid '90s garbage. You know, that was like, you know, I wouldn't right. say grunge, but it was like, you know, post grunge uh, kind of shit. You know, Creed. I don't know if Creed was out yet, but it sounded like Creed. yeah. Yeah, 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 kind of that shit. I fucking hate Creed and fucking yeah. Lincoln Park and all that bullshit that was coming out around then, dude. Especially Creed. Fuck them. Yeah, all that shit was garbage. And um and it was very popular. I remember going to clubs, you know, with my friends and you know, the rock clubs I used to go to and I'd hear this shit, you know. I wish yeah. I could remember that song. I can be your Superman, some shit like that. And I, I can be, and, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, all yeah. songs kind of sounded like that. And uh, yeah. how, about, how about this one? Glycerine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I fucking Bush. hate Bush. I <laughs> oh hate Bush. God, dude. man. All that shit Fuck. was driving me fucking insane, you know? Yeah. So then this comes suck. out. You know, this song comes out, and it's, it, it's a battle cry, you know? It's like, you know, uh, like, buy it at a store from MTV to on the floor. You look just like a star. It's proof you don't know who you are. I love that, dude. It's kind of like, you know, fuck your trends, dude. You know, it's, um, and, you know, in a way, it's kind of like a bookmark. Um, this album's like a bookmark uh, uh, concept. You know, the first song to the last two songs is kind of like, you know, fuck your trends. We we are who we are, you know. And um, it's just it, it it was just it was music to my ears. Hearing this shit, hearing Phil scream all that shit, you know, about you know, fuck your magazines and you know, and your plastic scene, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just loved it, and I was like, yeah, man, you know, because I, you know, what the fuck is this shit that's going on? What you know, what's what happened to my metal, you know? And yeah. This is a band. Pantera were playing big venues, arenas. They could have easily taken that route, you know. Like, look, we're popular. Let's do some poppy shit and be even more popular. But they didn't, you know. They played yeah, yeah. Of metal, and they 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 refused to buckle down. And you know, that's why it's like you know, you were saying, oh, how can anybody hate this band? Well, I, I'll take it a step further. How how can anybody hate the attitude of this band? You know. Like, fuck you, I'm going to stay true, we're going to be metal, we're fucking metal. And um, this song screamed it. From yeah, the they were the proud song. to be metal, man. They were proud to be metal, like when Metallica and, and Megadeth and everybody were like, oh no, we're not heavy metal, we're just, a, you know, hard rock or the rock band, Metallica or whatever. Well, Metallica know, at the time was like, oh, call us Talica. Because they didn't want to be called, they didn't want the metal in the name anymore. Yeah. Metallica. And Lars at, the eyeliner. Lars at the Grammy, metal is dead. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I don't forget none of that shit. No, but, I don't either, dude. I don't either. Pantera could have easily did their own inner Sandman type song or the, a black album and, and did that, and they didn't. That's why and I they were totally so capable much. of doing it, you know? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they could have absolutely went that route, but they consciously stepped away from it, and that's why I love them so much. They had fucking integrity, man. They're like, we're a fucking extreme metal band, and we're gonna stay that way. And I'll never forget seeing this tour at the Miami Arena where Phil said on stage, "He goes, Metallica let you down, didn't they? Because Load just came out." 
Yeah. And he's like, yeah. we will never let you down. We'll stay fucking metal. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah. Pal. You know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, this song uh, features Seth from Anal Cunt, which is really bizarre to me. I was like, how did Seth, who hates everything, agree to be on a Pantera album? You know, if anybody I thought would hate Pantera would be Seth, because that guy hates everything. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the next song, War Nerve. Oh, man. Again, I think this it one, is. as badass as the song is, got to hand it to Phil here. You know, with, uh, you know, that those that spoken word, like, for every second, that pathetic media pisses on me and judges me for what I am in one paragraph. Look here, bro. Blah. Fuck you all. You know, I love <laughs> it, man. You know, it's, uh, you know, because at that time... Uh, Phil was getting some negative press because, uh, you know, the, the thing about, I mean, you know, we suffer with fake news now, but magazines has always been that way, too. They take a little line and they twist it into their own and it was pissing Phil off, you know, and uh, yeah. he, he wrote it all on this and uh, it's heavy, relentless, another great, great fucking song. I mean, this band is like, they just refuse to release anything bad. I uh, love Warner. What do you think? Man, I fucking love this song. One of the best off this album. Just heavy as hell riffs, lyrics, and the vocals just kill it. You know, fuck the world for all it's worth. Every inch of planet Earth. The yeah. tempo changes are great. The drums just sound mammoth. You know, I, I love the cymbal work uh, from Vinny. Just, just fucking awesome. Especially those screams at the end. Uh, I really dig those. And um, you know, the song's just extremely heavy. And that's that's the way I like my metal. I mean, I do like all different kinds of music, you know, and all different kinds of bands. But you know, when I listen to metal, this is my metal, man. It, it, it you know, it's not fucking disturbed and God smack and all that half ass shit, you know. Yep. I'm going to listen to heavy metal. I want to hear it fucking heavy, man. Not just no half-ass shit. And this song, man, is like one of the best off the album, dude. And uh, I love seeing them play it live, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen them play this a couple times. Um, All right. What do you think of the next one? Drag the Waters. Uh, It's probably the closest song to a single off this album. And and one of the few with that uh, real Pantera groove. I remember seeing the video for it. It was really dark and powerful. I love what Rex is doing on the bass underneath Dom's solo. Just listen to the bass work. Um, and it's one of Dom's best solos off this album. Just just a rocking song, man. I love it. Me too. Uh, kind of reminds me of Walk a little bit. Um, yeah, it's got yeah. That walk. It's got Cowbell, which is awesome. I love Cowbell. And... Uh, yeah, I've never seen them play this live, which, you know, is weird because it was the video. Um, yeah. And the video was, like, intentionally done low budget, you can tell, which was yeah. cool. I like that. You know, it was very um, – they didn't spend no money on it. They wanted to keep it gritty and cheap looking. And uh, Dragon Waters is awesome. I, I do love it. Uh, but I don't understand why it was never played live. It, it kind of like uh, – uh. But I'll tell you, the uh, very dark horse on this one is Tens, which is another yeah. one I've never seen them play live. Mm-mm. This is probably the most dark horse song on the album, one of the most underrated, uh, I think, um, Pantera songs ever. My foes, they can't destroy my body, colliding slow like life itself. You know, I just love that fucking line, you know. And yeah. uh, it's it's just... It's kind of dark, but, you know, it's, again, you know, the whoring angel rising, you know, those lines, man, it's like, you know, drop into fruitless dying, you know, just, uh, I absolutely love tens. I think it's very, very, uh, I don't know, kind of, uh, kind of forgotten, not really uh, thought of much, you know, not even, I don't hear a lot of people talk about tens, but I think it's a fantastic fucking song. What do you think? I love the opening kind of smoky riff it's got. Uh, this is Pantera branching out on this record. I love the way Phil comes in singing on this one. 
um, uh, more of a singing style. I think this one's really, really cool and interesting. Um, I agree with you. It's a dark horse. I've always loved catching a buzz and relaxing to this tune through some headphones. And I love Dom solo with those harmonies. Just, uh, it's a great song, man. Just, and I've never seen him play it live either. I, I don't think, and um, and nobody talks about it a lot. But it's this is a killer song. Oh yeah, what do you think of Thirteen Steps to Nowhere? Man, they're tuned down so low on this one, and several of the songs off of this album. It's another experimental song to my ears. Um, Damn, those double bass drums sound great. Vinny really shines on this one and throughout this album. Uh, I really dig it. It's just uh, uh, another jamming tune. Yeah, I, I love it too. Actually, when we were asked to do the Pantera tribute album, this was the song I wanted to do. But I got outvoted by the band. Because uh, I wanted to do 13 Steps because, you know, uh, again, like 10s, you know, it's not a song very talked about. I think this is a song I could have. I could have nailed. I don't think I could have nailed tens. That's why I didn't bring that one up. But I love this song. I did see him play it live once at that Miami Arena show. It was uh, very early in the tour. I don't know if this song survived later in the tour because uh, I yeah. never seen him play it. But man, I just love that. You know, your window boarded up. Your private lives exposed. The the, the oh, structure. Yeah. The structure of his singing. You know. The talk show pump it up, lab rats disease for slow, you know. Yeah, um, you could have nailed that one, dude. Yeah, I think I could have, man. This this was definitely a song that I wanted to do, and I think the band could have done a great job on this. But we ended up doing, uh, you know, then and then you know everybody's like, no, let's do Primal Concrete Sledge. I was like, all right, I'm cool with that. You know, I like that song. <laughs> yeah, it's a great but, song. You know, you know, I was like, but you know, Thirteen Steps. You know, it's kind of like you know not really talked about as well. And so another one of my favorites, probably mm, third favorite. Nah, man, maybe fourth favorite. Cause there's some good shit coming up. Um, yeah. uh, what do you think of suicide note? Part one, man, the more I listen to this song, I love it even more. Pantera really trying different things. The acoustic guitar sounds great. And Phil Ensemble really shines here. I love his singing on this song. It, it's haunting and beautiful. The lyrics are, of course, about suicide and brilliant. Uh, they they played this one over the uh, PA system on the uh, Hunter One Proof Tour I saw with them, from what I remember. Um, and uh, you know, and then they come out opening up with the next song, and it flows perfectly into the next fantastic track. But uh, this is a really good song. I love it. Me too. This is like, wow, look, Pantera really slowed down now, but really dark lyrics about, you know, uh, tr you know, try to die again. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just a, a song about desperation and uh, you can yeah. feel it in his voice. You know, at this time, Phil is also, you know, going through, you know, some, you know, mental torture. This is when he started to, you know, separate from the band and, be a little more isolated and you can hear it in the lyrics to this as i as i believe this album was recorded with phil in new orleans uh right them, right at trent Reznor studio yeah he was sending them you know his vocal performances it wasn't a band thing like before but i absolutely love it and yeah it goes into what i would think is probably the heaviest Pantera song ever you know suicide yeah. no part two is just sporadically insane you know it's just it's just so fast and heavy and uncompromising and it's like oh my god yeah that's right you'll never hear this shit on the radio because it's just so fucking intense and and the way he sings it and not whack, 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 you know the fucking yeah. uh, dimes fucking guitar playing it's just sporadically it, it's just an insane fucking song uh, I love Suicide Note Part 2. And, yes, uh, that you reminded me. That's how it was when I saw The 100 Proof as well. You know, they they played um, Suicide Note Part 1 through the PA with, with reefer plants, you know, spinning, yes. spinning yes. On the, you know, in the background. And then they came out with this song, and it was just like, 
Man, and that was the most brutal, brutal fucking Pantera pit I was ever in. Because it was at the West Palm Beach Auditorium. Huge floor, no seats. And uh, it was just fucking mind-blowing good. Um, Suicide Note Part 2, what do you think? This is the uh, top three of my favorites off this album. Sometimes it's my favorite track. Uh, it's just so damn brutal and heavy. It could hang fine with the best Slayer all damn day for me. You know, even anything off Raining Blood, it can hang right with it. I fucking love it. Dimebag does some pretty bitching guitar work on this one and kills that whammy pedal out there effect dude he just kills it out and it's just so tuned down low and nasty and and fast and heavy man uh it is just like them and their prime just you know you just couldn't fuck with them dude you just cannot fuck with pantera at this point hell yeah now the next one is called living through me hell's wrath what do you think of this one it's a killer deep cut off this record. I love the production on this album, too. Like I said, man, Mr. Terry Date and Vinnie Paul working together always played a big part with that as well. You know, from what I've read, producing their albums, it was Terry Date and Vinnie Paul a lot. And I love the experimental breakdown of spoken word that goes right back into sheer heaviness. Vinnie and the rest of the boys are tight as hell. And I love uh, I love the lyrics too, man. Um, just just a fantastic song. Fuck yeah, man! Stabbed toward a death, a dirty smelling girl. Shit decision, no provision. Fill advantage with juice of chaos. Um, yeah. it's it's fucking awesome, you know. Um, dare dare I say my second favorite on here, and uh, I've never seen him play this live. Very much a deep track. But very, um, God, it's just spitting teeth, oral lust, alley, fuck, angel dust, angel dust, anal whore, bleeding knees. It's time like this to pray for murder. You know, God <sighs> damn, this song rules. And yeah, Ass. that middle section is like very odd. It goes into this dark fucking, I don't know, this vibe where it's not even music. And that smoke, and then it comes right back to fucking. That, yeah. that riff, dude, that gank, 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 dude, I love, love, love uh, living, th- uh, living through me. But I got to tell you, bro, to me, in my opinion, man, Dime's greatest moment is in the next tune. Me too. Floods, Floods to me, me is, oh, my God, if you had any doubt of how amazing Dimebag was, he brings it. He brings it on floods. I mean, his guitar playing, his solo, it's my favorite dime solo ever. Me too. It's just so, and the song too, it's like, it's beautiful. It's it, it's heavy, it's dark, it's it's slow. Uh, I love the sound effects with the thunder and the rain and that little, you know, mellow riffage that dime is doing and that floods, floods, floods. Dude, this thing, you know, if if you were to, you know, all right, Strength Beyond Strength is my favorite Pantera song, but if you were to say, what's Pantera's masterpiece, I would say it's Floods. Me I too. Think, I think it's just um, so original. You know, it's just, I don't know. There's, it's hard to describe in words. Let's just say it's fucking brilliant. What do you think? This is my favorite song off this album. It's epic, haunting, just metal genius. Phil's vocals and lyrics are right there with some of his best, but Dimebag just steals the show here. His playing and guitar tones are unreal. The guitar part slash melody right before the solo uh, really rips and it's so cool and then he just lets a solo rip so hard it's my favorite dime bag guitar solo and a lot of people's and uh his feeling his sound his emotion it's everything you could ever ask for and to me that's just another example why he is the best overall metal guitar player ever in my book um and the lyrics and at night they might bait the pentagram just uh, wash away the day take us with the floods 
and that the outro on the guitar right right at the end of the song is just so beautiful to me that little party's playing when it fades out um it just is just a song that you have to hear and listen to to really you, you can't even describe it good enough as far as i'm concerned about how awesome this song is and um you know it's just my favorite one off this album and my favorite dime bag solo ever dude it's just it is a fucking masterpiece oh yeah all right the next song i, I would consider the last track i mean you might as well combine both the underground america and sandbox's skin it's pretty much one song you know, yeah. it's hard to separate both because to me it just sounds like one song uh what do you think of it uh, this song is so damn heavy. I loved it right away. It's tuned low, and the the band just crushes grunge dead on this one. I, I really think the lyrics are bitching, and Benny and Rex tear it up. That the the breakdown in the middle part is so badass. It's got a sweet solo from Dime, but but I think really, man, Benny's probably the MVP of this, this awesome record, man. I just thought he just did some amazing drum work on here, you know, and, and the part two of the, the sandblasted skin is the, the, that's a fucking strong metal album closer, maybe their strongest way to close out an album so far. Um, this face melting exterminate it's all fake you know and the trend is dead i mean man just just that that riff two minutes in reminds me uh, and sandblasted skin reminds me heavy of black sabbath i love the way it fades out and then creeps back in yeah. for that part and uh this band never once let me down not not once man and this what a way to close out this this killer album that's a dark horse in their popular albums as far as i'm concerned well i have to agree with you i think this is the strongest ending uh uh, think how far beyond and vulgar and cowboys ended i I think this is the strongest ending man probably yeah yeah the ones Uh, we're talking about and it really does put a cap on the album of what they were trying to achieve what they were trying to say, what they were trying to say musically, um, you know. But, you know, unlike uh, the album before, I mean, you had this love and Planet Caravan. But this one, you know, you had floods and and uh, tens and, you know, and suicide. Uh, you know, it did have some yeah. textures that yeah, others didn't have. Yeah. But remaining, you know, still keeping that heaviness that, you know, we're used to with Pantera, so... It's a great evolution album, I think. And uh, yes, you know when I see people say, "Oh, that's their best album," I was like, "I don't blame you for thinking that," because it is a damn yeah. fine album, you know. And yeah, maybe the most underrated of the later stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. I, I definitely think so, and uh, I can't blame anybody if this is their favorite album too. You know, maybe it might be mine one day. It's, it's gonna be hard to top far beyond driven for me but uh this album just stands right up there with it man and uh you know there's no let up from the beginning to the end on this album dude you know there's a couple songs that are mellow in between but uh it's another face melting album from them man and they definitely didn't let their fans down that's why i love them so much man oh yeah the next one is the official live 101 proof uh, 1997 uh, what do you think of this album overall? Uh, I was I really loved this album. I was I was I was so happy when when they put this album out. Um, I, I think they did a good job on the mixing and mastering of this album. I thought it represented Pantera well. You know, uh, I gave it it gave a good example why you know they were so powerful and they were the best live band ever my opinion you know i i didn't see original van halen back in the day but you know out of all the great metal bands i've seen at their peak you know slayer megadeth anthrax metallica you know i i just i think they were the best live metal band i've ever seen man and um you know each song on this album you know if you want to talk about it a little bit cool uh but uh either way man i i i went through this album 
couple nights ago listening to it and taking a little bit of notes and just reminding me how killer this live album is, dude. It is a bitchin' live album, dude. With two uh, studio tracks. Yeah, yeah, two new studio tracks. Yeah, yeah, I took notes on them too, man. And uh, that was a surprise when this come out at the time too, you know. And everybody was happy to hear some new Pantera because it had been a while. So, yeah, uh, killer, killer uh, uh, new tracks, man. So you, you let me know where you want to go in discussion with this one. I'm, I'm well, ready. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, we already talked about all the songs, basically. So, yeah, we should talk about the studio tracks. Where, where, where you come from for me? I mean, it could fit on any fucking album that they released in the oh, later yeah. years. It has that vibe. It's a great, great song. And and I can say the same thing about I Can't Hide. You know, I do love them both. If I had to pick, you know, again, you know, uh, Where You Come From will be my pick on this. Oh, wait, we didn't do that for uh, oh, we Southern Trend Kill. No, we didn't. We didn't, did we? No, we didn't, man. Um, uh, my favorite would be Floods. And, again, you heard me talk about it. I loved it, but it's just like all the songs more. Drag the Water. I would put it at the bottom. Ah, see, my favorite is Floods. And, oh, man, that's a rough one. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I, I think Drag the Water is probably my least favorite, and I love it to death. But, yeah, off the top of my head, yeah, I, probably my least favorite off that one you know gone to my head so yeah yeah so what do you and, think of the two studio tracks on the live album um i loved both of them where you come from uh you know these two songs were a happy surprise from them to throw two new songs on this album i really loved them don't get me wrong i go back and forth on whether i rather have these two new tracks or have two more you know, epic live Pantera tracks in their place. Um, I'm kind of torn on that one, but I really dig this one. Uh, it's a classic Pantera sound. I thought it could have went on any of their albums. Um, Dime's tone sounds so thick to me, and Vinny's snare has that big pop. I really do like it, and it's got a great Dime solo. Right on. Uh, which one would you? Which one do you like more out of the two studio tracks? Um, I gotta say where you come from. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. I, I love I Can't Hide. It's like a fast, thrashy, old school vibe on that one. Uh sounds something right. like it could have come from that Cowboys from Hell era, I think. Um, it does have that kind of B side feel vibe to it, but it's still jamming as hell. I got no complaints about it. That that's for sure, man. All right, now we're going to the final one, Reinventing the Steel. And, uh, man, I, I, I've seen people bash on this one, and I, I don't get it personally because I uh, think this album is fucking awesome. Um, it's got so many classics, but, you know, I mean, but, you know, looking back on Pantera, this one I think gets overlooked a lot. And uh, oh, yeah. I just think it's, it's fucking awesome, you know. What do you think of this album? Man, I love this album, and I, I don't get any kind of letdown from anybody else on this album. Um, you know, I think they kept taking it to a higher level through Vulgar, Far Beyond, and and um, Tranquil. But um, on this one, I thought what they tried to do was take a little bit off of each of the albums that came before it and kind of give you that blend of that sound off each of those albums and, and kind of put it in a blender. And uh, I think this album's got everything from the, the last few albums, but it's definitely got its own unique uh, feel to it too. And I, I fucking love this album, dude. I was definitely not disappointed by it, put it that way. And it was just another killer Pantera album as far as I'm concerned, man. And, if we get into the songs, man, I, I like I love some songs off this album, dude. What do you think of Hellbound, the first one? That's the perfect album opener. I love the flanger effect on Dom's guitar. The song's heavy as fuck. Band sounds great, and I love Phil. I love Phil's voice during this period of this album and that last tour they did. Man, I thought it just sounded really fucking strong. And Dom using that whammy 
pedal again. I, just, I think he was the best I ever heard using that effect uh, with those high screams and everything. And I think it's a fucking great song, dude. Hell yeah, man. The, the beginning. Just, I just love how this song starts. That, you know, that, that, you know, flange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, dude. And the way, you know, Phil sings this shit, he's like screaming and then he does that. You know, and the dragons live inside my mouth, and it speaks in tongues. The word "how bound in Fort Texas," fucking yeah, badass so way. So heavy. You know, snakes in southern flames. I love that yeah. shit. Yeah, fucking amazing song. How bound? Perfect opener. Perfect opener. Uh, yep. Next one, goddamn electric. Goddamn, this song fucking rolls. I mean, how can you, how can you not love a song that says your trust is in whiskey and weed and Black Sabbath, you know, and yeah. you know, your trust is in whiskey and weed and Slayer, you know, it's yeah. electric, don't fake your life, inhale it, dude, I mean, how, you can't get more badass than that, dude. What do you think of Goddamn Electric? I love it. Everything you said about it with the lyrics about Slayer and Black Sabbath, dude. You know, uh, I think a certain John of hardcore headbanger loves this band. And if you love Pantera, you usually automatically love Sabbath and Slayer, you know, and Merciful Fate and all those killer great bands, you know. And I definitely am a fan of all of them. And, uh, the solo from Dime is bitching, and the solo from Carrie King towards the end that he did with it. Oh man, fuck yes, man! I I, I regret missing the very last Pantera tour. I, I saw them for the last time on Ozfest 2000, and I seen them twice. I think 97 and 98, maybe on the Ozfest. I seen them twice on Ozfest. I've seen him twice before that. And the fifth time I saw him was Ozfest 2000 on this tour. And, uh, man, they just killed it. But I wish I could have seen Pantera Slayer and Morbid Angel together. I mean, holy shit. That well, had to be we got, we got, it wasn't Slayer. It was, um, Pantera Soulfly and Morbid Angel. Well, that's cool. Yeah, they're yeah, cool. That was, that was the last time I saw them, and it's on YouTube, that full show at Sunrise Musical Theater, and what a show it was. I got a couple bootlegs from Sunrise, Florida, dude. Yeah, I yeah. do have that. I think I got the show you were at, dude, at Sunrise, yeah, Florida. Sun, and yeah, it, the this, Pantera one, right? Yeah, yeah, it's from this this tour, dude. I bet yeah, you I was there. it's the same show you were at, dude. Yeah, I was like eighth killed. row center, man. I was pretty up there. Um, what a fucking show. And yeah, my buddy was upstairs. He fucking filmed it and his other buddy filmed it. So he did a two cam mix and it's on YouTube. It's a really great, great show. That might be where my Mr. X fucking got this damn, uh, got that video from. Cause I've got a yeah. shit ton of Pantera bootlegs and I know one says sunrise Florida from this tour. Yeah, that's the one, man. He's the only one that did it. And it's a two cam. It's, it's really well shot. Um, yeah, but uh, figure it out. And I did see the Ozfest on this tour because I remember they played the next track, which wasn't played at Sunrise, which was Yesterday Don't Mean Shit. And uh, this, I think, this is that Phil at his boiling point with all the, you know, talking about glam terror and shit. And he's like, dude, get out, get the fuck over it, you know, you know, because Yesterday Don't Mean Shit, it's over, it's over, and nothing between. You know, because tomorrow's the day you have to face. You know, it's just his way. You know, there's this guy that uh, online that, you know, always goofing on Pantera. And he puts up this picture when Phil had the big hair. But mm. in the picture, he has big hair, but he's wearing a peace cells shirt. It's like, well, he may look glam, but he has the best fucking Megadeth on his shirt. You know, the fuck? I mean, that kind of like shows where his brain was at. You know, he may have the big hair, but he loved P-Cells, you know? Give me a break, huh? If you read his, uh, uh, even Rex's book, man, he talks about when Phil come into the band, and he was in the Venom and Celtic Frost and all this extremely heavy shit while they were doing the Van Halen clone shit, and, and uh, Phil was a big uh, part of getting them to shift 
the way that they did, uh, going into Cowboys from Hell and, and so on, because he was the extreme metal guy. So I, you know, I, I don't give a fuck, you know, if they were glam terror before that. I mean, for the most part, they had a different singer who was trying to be Roth, and they were trying to do the '80s glam thing, and and they weren't the same fucking band. And then when Phil comes in, man, he just changed the whole band dynamic. And they had already had power metal uh, written for the most part. He just did the vocals on it. But yeah, his hair was poofed up for like a fucking album. And then they all started changing. But it was an organic change to me. And, um, you know, I, I know a couple guys. I think we're talking about the same guy. It's always, oh, but they were, they, they sold out. They were a glam metal man and turned into a metal man. I'm like, dude. It's a natural fucking progression the way the shit went. And how many other bands started out different like that that turned into great killer bands, you know? I can name off a shit ton. And I like to see pictures of that dude back, you know, in the 80s compared to later on, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. You know, one year I was wearing a Motley Crue shot at the Devil shirt, and then a year or two later I'm wearing a Rain and Blood fucking shirt. So just because I went a different style of music, you know, so fucking what, man? Everybody goes through changes, but it, it, you know, and they they were hanging around Metallica and fucking Slayer and King Diamond and Halford and all these real you know metal guys, and it was a natural progression, dude. So, and uh, I, I, you know, obviously I don't give a fuck about anything before Cowboys from Hell. I like some of the older shit. It's all right. I don't ever listen to it because. As far as I'm concerned, Cowboys from Hell was their first record, and it was the the Pantera band that I that I love, dude. And uh, you know, this song, man, they opened up with this song on Ozfest that last time I saw them. I'll never forget it. It's the way they started out, and they fucking killed it. It's an automatic headbanger anthem. This this you know kind of true. Yesterday don't mean shit because tomorrow's the day you have to face no rewinding time and i love the guitar riff dime sound vinnie's drum sound you know and what a solo dime rips on this song holy shit probably be my favorite song off this album it's very fucking yeah what do you think of the next one you've got to belong to it i love the tempo shifts and the different time signatures on this one it really shows off the band and what they could do flipping through those time signatures and different tempos. You know, I, th- I think, I think Vinny's the star on this, this one. Uh, just check out his drumming on this song. He's only second to Dave Lombardo as my favorite metal drummer ever. You know, that's like a one, a one B thing. And, uh, I think he's got the best drum sound that I have ever heard as far as a metal drummer his snare and double bass is is so thick and pounding dude you hear vinnie paul's drums you know who the fuck it is right away and just like the van halen brothers the abbott brothers fucking rule you know and uh this is a prime example of it right here right on now uh i hit a snag here james i gotta be honest man Uh, okay i I don't like this one (laughs) The first really? Pantera song, yeah, the first Pantera song we've talked so far in this episode. I don't like that. I just don't like it, dude. I always press skip on this song. Um, oh wow! It just it just bothers me. So yeah, I'm not a fan. But I'm a fan of the next one. God damn it! Sixty-eight into the world, born in seventies, and breath after the war. God damn, man. Life was confusion because of my age. You know, it's just the shit. This song, the way it starts, you know, that those sound effects don't bother me at all. Actually, I embrace it. I embrace the fuck out of this song. This song is godly. And uh, it's my favorite. It is my favorite on this album. I just love it. I love the video. Where they show little flashes of, you know, Dickinson and, you know, uh, Van Halen and Kiss and all that Them shit. dressed as Kiss, too. Yeah, and little kids with beards, you know. Yeah. It's just a badass fucking, what is my name? It's just yeah. so fucking killer. It's one of my favorite Pantera songs. If 
If I was to list my top ten, this would probably make it in my top five. I love Revolution is my name. What do you think? Yeah, of all time Pantera songs, if it didn't make it my top five, it's definitely going to my top ten. This is the masterpiece off this record, just showing they haven't lost a step. I thought this record was a good blend of the different Pantera albums, like I said, combined all into one. All the best parts, the heaviness, the groove, the experimentation, the true kings of metal. The song is so badass. Every riff and the video for it, like you said, rules. The breakdown right before the solo between the band is unreal. Dom is killing it, but listen to what Rex is doing on the bass along with him. He's just owning that shit. I think this is maybe the best bass sound Rex has ever had and, and some of the best bass metal, metal bass work ever. I mean, I love the production on this album as well. It's produced loud as hell, man. If you notice when you put it on, you don't have to turn the volume very high to get some volume because it's produced or mastered as a loud sounding record and what a band to blast out loud you know you gotta listen to pantera loud dude for sure it's a fucking great song uh it's between this one and yesterday don't mean shit probably is my favorite one and um you know hellbound i think those are probably my top three off here just great tune man yeah you know you bring up an interesting point what what rex does during the solo yeah. It's fucking awesome. I love how they don't add no rhythm guitar. They just, it's like bare boned, you know? It's yeah. Beautifully fucking, what a great, great solo. And, you know, in that, in that part after, yeah, it's just the shit. What do you think of Death Rattle Shakes? I love the title of this one. It's very damn heavy. And again, listen to those drums is annihilating it. I love Phil's voice and lyrics too. A nice, heavy, fast metal song. I thought perfectly placed here on this album. Hell yes. And one thing I like to add to the last one, like you're talking about, you know how the old Van Halen records a lot of times, Eddie didn't put a guitar track under the solo. He just, you know, you just had bass there. And to me, that's what uh, Pantera did a lot, man. They would they would just leave that space open and let uh, Rex just walk all over it, man, and, and do his thing, man. And that's what I loved about it, man, because uh, so, uh, Rex is a fucking phenomenal bass player. And uh, Death Rattle is just a jamming heavy song. I agree, man. It's a fucking heavy tune. I love, uh, you know, I just love that death rattle shakes, that part. And it's just, just so infectious, you know. <clears throat> and, of course, you know, those fucking lyrics, disease of eyes, uh, attic blindfold, you know, reduced to the realms of death. Death rattle shaking, you know, it's just a shit. All right, the next yeah. one will grind out act for a long time. I pretty much put this in par with Death Rattle. It's kind of got that same vibe, kind of like very heavy hooks. Uh, we'll grind that axe for a long time. I love the, again, I love the lyrics. You know, follow close the train of fools, just like them, just like you. <laughs> it's just so cool, you know? Um, yeah. I, I love this one as well, man. What do you think of We'll grind that axe for a long time? It was instantly one of my favorite songs of this album. I love everything about it, period. The riffs, the sounds, the band, Phil's lyrics. They're just spot on, as always. The smell in the air is chicken shit. I fucking yeah. love that line, <laughs> yeah. dude. How could you not love this fucking tune, man? It's just just a great, great song with some crunchy uh, guitar work and hooks in it, man. I just... Thought you know, perfect song, dude. Couldn't complain any about it at all. Nice. What do you think of Uplift? Uh, this one kind of has a hardcore punk kind of vibe to it. I really dig it. Gun to my head, it might be my least favorite off here, but I still fucking love it. And it destroys about every band in the 90s not named Slayer. Just great lyrics and vocals from Phil. Uh, I think he shines here on this one. And uh, damn, I love his voice. My favorite metal singer ever. 
My favorite line, run head first into traffic, a mindset of annihilation. Yeah. Uh, I love this song, dude. This song to me is kind of like the dark horse on the album. Kind of like um, this would be the sister song of uh, Living Through Me from uh, the, the last album. Uh, never played live, I don't think. But mm. it's heavy. It's got that kind of hooky traditional metal almost riffage. Uh, and Vinny's drumming opens the song, and you know, it's got that weird sound effect that Dime's known for very ugly sounding. Like, wow, uh, yeah, fucking, I think it's a great, great song. One of my favorites on here, actually. Uh, all right, then we go, it, it makes them disappear. This one I love, I have nothing bad to say about it, but you can tell it's uh. I listen to it, this will not be played live. But it's a song that bridges the... I'm fine, you know? It's like, it may be a filler, but I ain't skipping it. You know? I I, I love it. It makes them disappear. I think it's a great, great song. And um, there's absolutely nothing bad I can say about it. You know, other than the song I told you I didn't like off the album, I, I would put this one, you know, maybe above it as my least favorite as well, but I still love it. What do you think it it makes them disappear? Uh, this one has that trend kill experimentation on it to me. As I think it's a killer deep cut off this album, like you said. I love the different tracks and styles of guitar on this. I love the grooving main riff. You know, I love Phil's vocals here. Excellent example of why he's my favorite singer. I really love Dime smoking guitar solo. Man, Rex is playing in tone underneath that solo, just like we're talking about. It happens so many times, and I just think it's a classic Pantera. Nice. What do you think of the last track? I'll cast a shadow. Man, this is like got to be in my top three or four favorite off this album. I fucking love this song, and what a strong way to close the album out, too. I love the song title, Phil's lyrics and vocals. And the band, the band just sounds incredible. Uh, to me, it's proof they were still firing on all cylinders, uh, you know. Uh, and I just wish it could could have continued, man. I, I only wish I could have seen this tour with Slayer, Morbid Angel, like I said. Uh, that's like a real metal tour, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, yes, I love this song and love this album, absolutely, man. Well, you know, like I said about the last album, I was like, the underground uh, in America and Sam Skin is like the best ending on a Pantera album. But, you know, even when I was saying that, when you know, if you listen back, I kind of like stall a little bit because I knew what was coming next. I think this is the greatest ending to any Pantera album. Fucking amazing fucking song. Uh, yeah. Definitely a grower. Definitely a grower because I didn't get it on the first listens. Didn't dislike it, but the more I listen to it, the more I realize how special. Because this song is very, I mean, it has this, you know, it doesn't sound like Floods, but it has that masterpiece quality like Floods. Um, I'll Cast a Shadow is brilliant. You know, it's just, I just love the way it's, you know, when I die, I cast a shadow. When I rise, I'll cast a shadow. You know, it's, uh, I think everything, you know, I, I can say, Oh, Phil's lyrics uh, uh, shine on this, but no, I think the music matches the lyrics, and I think it's what an appropriate ending to Pantera too. This song, you know, now you look back in retrospect, you know, knowing this is the very last song on the very last Pantera album, and it's it just it's just such a fucking great song, and I remember. When I got to see the tour, you know, when they did play this and Phil went into this long rant about this song will be remembered one day, you know, pay attention to this one. You know, it's like, I have a feeling this may have been his favorite song off this album, Um, but it is an epic. And, you know, I'd say the masterpiece on this album is I'll cast a shadow and uh, definitely deserves to be. well, it, it should be praised more, actually, but fucking great yeah. track. 
I agree, bro. man. There you go, James. We did it, bro. We breezed through all the Pantera albums from 1990 to 2000. And this was great, dude. Did you have a good time? Yeah, man. I had an awesome time, man. You, you know how much I think of you, man, and, and all the stuff you do. And I, I'm really grateful and honored to have been on your show with you. I, I want to do the beer vault for a long time. And I always thought, man, if he ever does the Pantera discography, damn, I hope I'm on that one, you know. Because I knew that would be something I can elaborate on and, and speak about it with passion. You know, and, and, uh, my, you know, everybody that knows me in life knows what this band means to me. And, uh, you know, I, I told my girlfriend, Cherry, you know, for like the whole past week, man, I'm going to be on with Ralph doing Pantera. I got to study every night. And, uh, <laughs> I stood up several nights, dude, to 12 or one in the morning, just taking notes and, and trying to get my shit together. Cause you know, I wanted to be good, man. I didn't want to let you, you were, down. Dude. You fucking nailed it, bro. You never let me down, dude. You understand? So I, I just wanted to do the same for one night, you know. Well, you're Man, I'm that, just so dude. happy. You were great. And I liked, uh, I liked your explanation on each song. It's uh, very genuine. It shows you you are a real fan. And, oh, uh, yeah, dude. And fuck the haters. Oh, man. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even understand that, man, until I joined social media and Facebook, which, you know, really my main purpose was to support your old show and everything you do. And, you know, when you first started talking about some of the guys you knew that hated Pantera, I was like, what? How is that fucking possible? You know, because I, I get all the all the shit with the half-ass bands that copy them after that. And, you know, I do agree. Most of them fucking suck. And yeah, if you want to, you know, I guess it was Pantera. I don't know if you call it their fault, but it was definitely their influence and stuff. But, you know, like I hear it with Lamb of God, but they're their own kind of band too. And, and I, I love that fucking band and I love Devil Driver. And there, there's, you know, there's a few other metal bands out there, but. Man, nobody ever come along and be as great as Pantera to me, man. It's just a once-in-a-lifetime band. And uh, personally, I hope they do a, a tribute tour, get it together with Phil and Rex and two competent musicians. I'm personally hoping that Zach would do it because I, I think he'll play like Dime and use Dime's rig and stuff and, and lay off some of the squeals that are part of his style. And... I want Dave Lombardo on the drums, dude. I just think he would so do Vinny justice. And I hope that happens, man. So all these young kids can hear those great songs again and, and at least get an inkling of what they fucking missed. Yeah, I, I, I feel bad for anybody that's a Pantera fan and never got to see them because it was really a special event. I mean, um, there was just something about a Phil stage presence. I mean, that guy could command an audience like he's totally different than Dave Lee Roth. A hundred, you know, it's like the other side of the coin, but both of them knew how to grab an audience with the palm of their hand. It just, you know, Phil had a way, you know, I remember him saying shit like, I want to see some movement out there. I'm watching you like a hawk. And everybody would go fucking ape shit when the song would kick in, you know, everybody, everybody obeyed Phil, you know. He's, they were so a, powerful. They were extremely powerful in the band and and so into it. And uh, I never saw a shitty Pantera show. They were all amazing. Oh, no, no, me neither, man. And I thought when I saw Slayer on Clash of the Titans in uh, 90 or 91, they were uh, doing the Seasons in the Abyss album. And, man, that was so fucking awesome. I'm like, man, I'm never going to see this power from a fucking band again, probably the rest of my life. And then Pantera come along and just totally blew me away, man. Uh, you know, and every time I saw them, they were just better and better and better. And, um, they'll never be touched again, as far as I'm concerned. And anybody that doesn't like them, is a metal fan. I, I just don't fucking understand you. I don't know what your fucking ears are hearing. I, I just don't get that at all, man. Even if you're 
if you're a musician, even if they're too heavy for you, just a, you got to appreciate Dimes playing and, and the bands playing, even if you don't like the vocals or whatever. I mean, those guys are virtuosos, you know? Yeah, I mean, I can understand somebody that doesn't like heavy stuff and not like them. And yeah, I appreciate right. the musicianship, but people that like heavy stuff and not like them, that's perplexing to me. But whatever, yeah. it's their fucking loss. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, it's but, perplexing, man. And you know I wanted to get... Go ahead. I wanted to get you on uh, when we were on the Freeform Rock podcast and talking about Pantera towards the end of it, man. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do the Far Beyond Driven review or not. We went back and forth on that, but uh, you know, one of the guys on there was saying that he, he made a post that Dime Bag was overrated, yeah, and the, the drumming, the drumming on Far Beyond Driven was weak. Just let that sink in for a second, dude. I'm trying, but it ain't working. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it, exactly. You know, but you know, this was coming from a guy who said uh, Poison was uh, better than Pantera, so you know. Oh, now it's sunk in. It's sunk in really good yeah. now. Now I can understand yeah. why he would say that. He likes mm-hmm. Poison more than Pantera. Oh, I understand. His yeah. taste is shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty fucking much, dude. So, you a know. fucking band, like, you know, guitar player sounds like he's being thrown down a flight of steps during during a guitar solo. Uh, does, does the bass player actually play bass? The yeah. drummer can't even sit down when he's playing drums. And, 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 and Brent Michaels has to be the most lifeless vocalist I've ever heard in my life. All yeah, fucking, it's all looks, you know? Yeah. If yeah, they, all, that's if all they it look is. like except or motorhead, poison would never have made anything out of themselves. Oh no, absolutely not, man. And I uh fortunately I've had to see them twice and, and uh they're both times they were just fucking terrible, <laughs> you know, and just no, I mean, just saying some shit like that just blows my mind. Oh yeah. Well, brother, thank you so much, man, for being part of this. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss something else in the future. Um, you know, you'll be back on my show. Uh, you know, I got a lot of ideas, you know, but I'll run them through you. Um, cool. But you will definitely be back on the Vieira Vault. And I thank you so much for joining me, James. You rule. All right. That brings an end to the Pantera discography from 90 to 2000. Want to thank James West, great supporter, great dude, awesome time. All right, you know what time it is. Follow me. Back inside the Vieira Vault, and I'm going to play you something that I'm pretty sure is pretty rare. Uh, As far as I know, this has never been released. If it has been released, I don't know about it. And it features Dimebag Daryl. On vocals and guitar. Not sure who's on the bass. Maybe it's Rex. Sure does sound like it's Vinnie Paul on the drums. This is total Pantera. I mean, the riffs you can tell is total Dimebag. This song rips. Turn it up. It's called Cage in a Rage.
rage in a rage. Damn, that killed. Anyway, that's the end of another Vieira Vault, my friends. And I'm sorry. Uh, you noticed there was two weeks that I didn't put nothing up because I was in the hospital. Uh, I talked about it on Facebook and on YouTube. So you guys are probably aware of all the bullshit I've been through. But I'm better now. And it's time to plow on, man. Roadblocks happen in life. You just got to crush it. But take care of yourself. Or that roadblock is going to spank your ass. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. Especially you that are still listening now, man. Thanks for listening to this episode. Or the episodes that were stronger than all. Pantera rules. And so do you. Schmack a gab. <laughs>